We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. On the line is the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Trista Crick. Insider calls are brought to you by Driveway.com. Looking for a car? Go to Driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. Also, be sure to check out Trista's NBA podcast, Heat Check, available wherever you find your podcast. We're about to get all up into your latest Heat Check here, Trista Crick. But first of all, greetings and salutations. I need to know this answer first, though. What leisure activity has caused you the most bodily harm? Because for me, it's water tubing behind a boat. Flag football. Is that leisurely, though? If there's physical contact expected, I wouldn't really put that as leisurely, but we could accept that answer. No, it counts. Flag flag football. uh, Leisure, leisure, leisure. I don't know if snowboarding is leisurely either. That's gnarly. I like it. Ah, Snowboarding scares me. Yeah, I've gotten hurt snowboarding. I've gotten hurt. I've gotten actually hurt off right off of the ski lift. Really? So, did you did you just hit an yeah. edge right as you were uh, uh, yes. getting off of it? Sometimes in some of these resorts, like there's a, a almost a crevice right when you come off, and so you're stuck, and now you're trying to get off, and the ski lift chair is coming right at you. You're trying to get out of the way. There's ice right there. If it's not well maintained, I tell you what, that might be the most dangerous part of the ride. It's hard for me to disagree with you. Are you the type of person that after you get hurt, you never return to said activity, or you just keep going back to it? Oh, I mean, it'll take me some days, but I will go back. Okay, you just don't don't remove it from things you'll do. It ends the day, though. It ends the day. Yeah, and that's no fun. Yeah, we're good good now. I remember I was uh, riding, and it was a really weird sort of snowy misty day very low visibility and i'm following a friend who was a competitive skier and i'm snowboarding behind him and i lost him and i go down this little kind of like a a like sort of a a small i don't really know how to describe it but it narrows no no trees and all of a sudden i see that the edge is walled off by ropes because it's a cliff and i just go right over it and thank, thankfully it was powder underneath and I look back and there's a whole rocky side where I could have really gotten messed up and this guy's like bro 
oh, my God, that was gnarly. Are you okay? You could have died. I'm like, yep, that's enough for me. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done C- casual that. brush with death. I think we're, we're good to go get some hot chocolate and a hot dog or two. But Two yep. Americas. Yeah, two Americas. <laughs> Facts. We'll get into that later. But uh, the first question I had teed up for today was going to be about the state of the Jerry West interview audio. But you gave me an answer this morning. You sent me the first half of that interview, which is now available on all the platforms your Heat Check podcast is found on. Please, before Could we... you hear it okay? Oh, yeah, I heard it. I heard it. You had to listen a little bit closely on some of the parts, but I think the way that you just kind of attacked it, given the technological shortcomings, I I think really does more justice to the conversation than anything else. So please tell us a little bit more about how you put this together, because we've been part of it since day one. You were here the day or maybe the day after uh, you recorded it. So got the audio back rough, very rough. Used an audio software that sort of distorted his voice, then found another software or actually it's almost a service like a like a task rabbit for audio and technical stuff found someone overseas to do it they cleaned up the audio to the point that it is now mm-hmm. and it kind of felt like some of the conversation needed to have intros for it it almost needed additional context or maybe just like hey this area is this part of the interview is softer than others there was lunchtime for the for the um, convention hall, so pay attention more. But also, I think, giving more background to what was said and what I found interesting about what he was said, almost editorializing it in a way where it seems closer to a documentary Mm. vibe than than it was just a strict interview, especially the part where, and you talked to me or texted me about this today, where I asked Jerry about what he thinks about players who don't love basketball and how he can tell and he answered how he can tell but he then proceeded to essentially say how little it matters because if you're able to make a lot of money in this in this career and in this sport once you finish your career in basketball you'll be able to take time away and have enough money to decide and to figure out your life and what you're truly passionate about and that's something new that the game is giving these kids who don't come from wealthy backgrounds. That's a gift. And for someone who's in his mid-80s, to have that perspective shows exactly to me why he's beloved, why young players owe him uh, a debt of gra- gratitude, and why he's probably one of the more progressive thinkers that consistently finds ways to win. Yeah, I just think it's fascinating how much we sell, you know, that dream to to kids. And as you mentioned, uh, just how many different people come from uh, a variety of backgrounds, some of those really, really tough, and that this is seen as the pinnacle and that there's no after. That's something I really struggled with once I got done with my career because it just is always about the sport and you don't have that plan after the fact. I mean, there was a lot of life lessons throughout that entire uh, first half with Jerry West again, but what sticks out? or at least what sticks to your ribs the most, because I think that's really where we learn the most about ourselves in this particular line of work. I think that part was really fascinating. I also thought just his general philosophy on constructing a roster and how the game has evolved was interesting. And then another thing that I think about and I'm still thinking about today is in part two, but I asked him because he told me he doesn't read anything that's written about him. He doesn't watch anything that is about him. That isn't something that he has created himself. And I asked him why, why will you not read anything about you? 
And he said, because I already know who I am. Bars. Straight bars. And I was just like, wow, I should really care less about what people who are on the internet think about me. Because I do read things about me, and it does make me feel bad. And he also pointed out, listen, I already struggle with negative self-image. I already find ways to Mm. feel bad about myself on my own. I don't care to listen to other people who can then, he said, it's not triggering. It's just, I already do it enough. And I, I know who I am. It's like a reminder of how crappy you are. I could, I could feel that. Yeah. And I think that's just really important because not only you're talking about one of the greatest players of all time, he struggles with this, but also it's a lesson that we should probably not be consuming that. Because all it does is is tell us things that we don't are either the things that we fear about ourselves or sort of take away from the things that we already know that are good. Well, Trista, I was I was literally going to ask you here later on in the interview because I I noticed you do you obviously get a lot of hate. I feel like both of you do just first and foremost because Not you're women and talking about sports. And I think it was late last week you said something about the NFC East and how bad it was, and then some jackass was like. Well, were you at every team's camp to know this? Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, no, jackass. I'm actually hosting a national radio show. So I guess my question to you is, is how do you deal with the haters? And like, what's your approach when it comes to that? Normally, I don't say anything because I think it serves me better to not get in those weeds. But I am personally a petty person. And so sometimes I want to clap back and say, yeah, I actually host a, a national radio show, so I'm not able to get to camp. That's for the uh, lowly beat reporters. Not to say that they are, the beat reporters are lowly. It was more to just say to this person, like, you don't really know what my role is in this system. Uh, and you don't really know anything about how this game is, right? Um, like, as Devin Booker says, can't talk basketball with everyone. You can't talk media with everyone. Um so I think my approach is frenetic. Sometimes I don't think about it at all, and sometimes I think about it a lot. And you just try your best to stay grounded with people who believe in you and people who tell you to stop tripping. These people don't really matter. True that. True that. Keep that circle tight. That is absolutely true. But speaking of pettiness, pretty much the only thing that's going on in the NBA right now is Kevin Durant uh, delivering an ultimatum of some sort saying – Steve Nash and, and GM guy out or I leave. Uh, you've been very adamant about uh, the problem that is Steve Nash as a coach. If they end up making a change in that direction and, and placating Kevin, aren't they just creating or exacerbating the problem at this point? Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you look at the Nets organization and you wonder when it went wrong and where it went wrong. And I think firing Kenny Atkinson's probably the first place when – there was a rift around how much playing time DeAndre Jordan, who is clearly washed, clearly washed, was getting. And Jared Allen was getting time over DeAndre Jordan. So, of course, he had to go, Kenny Atkinson. And then Jared Allen proceeded to go get a huge bag in Cleveland and be Thank a you, cornerstone Brooklyn. of what they're trying to Yes, the bag and cornerstone and just a, an absolute beast. So thank you to the Brooklyn Nets for in, on behalf of Cleveland. But – that's, I think, when it all sort of fell away. I think early on, and this is just my philosophy when it comes to power dynamics, 
you can't allow players to run things right away before they've earned that because they'll believe that they just can have that no matter what. And I don't want to say throw a tantrum, but I do want to say maybe you dig your feet in and ask out or sort of, I, I guess it is sort of throwing a tantrum. Um, and I think that's probably on the nets. And now they're trying to take the control back. And whether Steve Nash is a good coach or he's not, and I don't think he is, I don't think it really is relevant. What's relevant is that you've made your bed, you're committed here for four years, and, you know, you can't run the roost. You're not a GM. And I, I honestly think in this situation, like it, I go to therapy and my therapist is always like two things can be right. And to me, it's three things that can be right. I don't blame Steve Nash for taking the job. I don't blame Sean Marks yeah. for putting these three together. I don't blame Kevin Durant for wanting to leave this situation after everything that's happened. Uh, and, and in terms of sneaky teams, that might be a possibility. Uh, just looking throughout the league, I'm falling on Memphis, Denver. Is there like a surprise team that can come out of nowhere and kind of get in the conversation outside of Phoenix and others that have been talked about? I do think, I, I guess it's like less sneaky because it has been discussed, but it's not as discussed nearly as much as Miami, Toronto, Phoenix, um, Boston. But I think that the Pelicans are really interesting. They're close. They've got really good defense. They're long, they're athletic, they've got shooting, they're well-coached with Willie Green. Um, Willie Green, for those who aren't aware, Willie Green was an assistant coach when Kevin Durant was there with Golden State. So there's a relationship there. I think if you were to plug and play Kevin Durant on that team and you know maybe you move Brandon Ingram and you can't move Zion because of the contract stipulations, how that goes, but another piece and some picks, and they have a lot of picks, over you know the course of they have not only their own but they have the Lakers picks and the Lakers aren't going to be good for a long time I think uh, that that's an interesting trade to me. And then Trist, I want I want to ask you a little off the wall question. All right, so buckle up. Two weeks ago, Dwight Howard tried out for the WWE at SummerSlam. Now the reports yep. are that it was it went surprisingly well. So I put together a list of names of of NBA players oh who I think would be best in the WWE. Five names. I want you to give me who you think would do the best. So we got Dwight Howard, Draymond Green, Stephen Adams, Giannis Antetokounmpo, or Russell Westbrook. Oh, I mean, if you put Giannis in the WWE, he would be a sensation. He might make the WWE explode. He's too nice, I don't know, though. But that a lot of times the nicest guys are the ones that play heel. So Giannis as the villain would be Ooh. absolutely electric. I would minute. love it. And we would know that he it wasn't real, but we would kind of still feel maybe it was, and they would create a storyline. I think Giannis and his global appeal huh? and him already being huge, I can just see him turning into the rock. Global appeal, Trista Creek, Vince McMahon, get out of here. We don't Seriously, need he him. Needs to leave. I'm really done with him. <laughs> nice Sorry. booking. I like the decision. Maybe you're a wrestling fan, Trista. Well, I'm not really like a huge wrestling fan. I grew up watching it as a kid in the Rey Mysterio Jr. time. I watched The Rock in his heyday, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, that time period. I, I kind of faded out in high school, but in middle school, I was really into it. I think everybody kind of was at that time in my era. I uh, and now I've been reading it. a lot about it, too. 
yeah, no, I re- I'm reading a lot about it about it because uh, Nick Khan, who was a very prominent mm-hmm. broadcasting agent, is now in charge of the WWE, and I couldn't be happier for him. But it also speaks volume about how gangster and strategic he is that he is now the top dog there like less than two years after getting there. Friend of the show. Yeah, absolutely. It's so. it's. I, I need to get more into wrestling. I think this is finally the sign because I, I just completely missed it on all accounts, whether I was a kid, whether I was a teen, and then at the point that I am now, it's just like everybody's like, it's so awesome. I'm like, okay, I'll just pretend until I like it. But I need to just kind of force that whole thing. But what's the vibe like in D.C. this week after uh, trading Juan Soto to the West Coast? I'm sure that there were well wishes extended to him and the new squad, but I can't imagine that people are too disappointed with the haul that they got back. Yeah, I think people are very sad, though. Yeah. They wanted to keep Juan. I think the issue with the learners not selling the team, there was a lot of ambiguity there in terms of how and what direction this team was going. Uh, Juan wasn't going to sign for any amount of money. Josh Bell going with him was shocking. No one else leaving. Nelson Cruz not being gone, I think, was sort of surprising as well. But I think Nationals fans are sad. I think they wanted to build around Juan since he's so young. But the prospects that they got from the Padres are like are no slouches. You're talking about some of the best prospects in baseball. So hopefully they turn out. History shows that players matter a lot more than prospects matter. And what we know is that Josh Bell and Juan Soto are two of the best hitters in baseball. You know, Josh Bell probably is is not nearly as good unless he's paired with a guy like Juan Soto but yeah I think it's a good thing for San Diego not so good of a thing for for Washington DC so we've talked Jerry West we've talked baseball we've talked Kevin Durant what animal scares you the most in this world I'm pretty afraid of snakes really pretty pretty afraid of snakes once you once you get bit by a snake you got bit by a snake no, but I'm, I mean, once you do, and they're around, you know, you're walking around in the grass and all of a sudden. I've never seen done. one in I, all of my hiking adventures, but I'm happy listen, about that. What? I'm scared of Rob, uh, Rob Palenka too. So <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Sister. I'm with you. Snake, be uh, on the, be on the awareness, you know, be on, be on the lookout for snakes. They are, they're everywhere. There, everywhere, those snakes. Trista Crick, thank you so much for being you and bringing yourself to our program each and every Tuesday. Be well, stay hydrated, and tell everybody at BetMGM tonight that I miss them. I will. Talk to you soon. All right. There it is. That was host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Trista Crick. Insider calls are brought to you by driveway.com. Head to driveway.com today to shop more than 25,000 new and used cars in driveways nationwide inventory. Also, be sure to check out the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more Trista Crick's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcast. And coming up next, it's either going to be sports or it's going to be other things, but I guarantee you it's going to be absolutely fantastic. It's 1140 The Bet. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.